Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on back to the X-Wing segment of the Wide World of Wargaming. As always, I am your host, Vincent Morgato. Joining me, as per the usual, Mr. Jeff Wilder. <laughs> and returning for the second part of his uh, user-generated content special, Mr. Dan Neal from the great city of Sacramento. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Very good. Uh, speaking of Jeff doing a really bad Darth Vader impression, have either of you played Fallen, uh, Fallen Order, the new Star Wars game? That's one of those video games on the TV, isn't it? Yeah, that's okay. So that's <laughs> I, I know then. That's me too. I don't play video games. I, I am actually tempted, but I was tempted by Bioshock and couldn't get into it. And I was tempted by, what was it, Knights of the Old Republic and couldn't get into it. And Batman wow. Arkham and couldn't get into it. And... So, yeah, I'm just not a video game guy. You picked three of the best RPGs, like of the of the you know of recent memory, and you couldn't get into any of them. No, and and don't get me wrong; I don't see the. I I can see the appeal. Like I, I get the appeal of Bioshock, for instance. Um, but I'm just terrible at at video games. I'm just terrible at them. I, I don't. I don't really get. I don't get the point of having to of the puzzle of figuring out where to move to get out of a room. It's like what what? You know, if you want to if you want to make me find a secret door, that's fine, but don't make it a puzzle as to, you know, which section of the wall I have to walk into before things work. Just drives me crazy. So yeah, I'm I'm rapidly losing my ability to play certain certain types of video games. I just don't have the speed, the the muscle the the the, the muscle memory and the reflexes are just gone at this point. The fast twitch. Yeah, I don't have it anymore, Jeff. I'm old. Yeah, you are. You're old. <laughs> I old. I owe my X-wing fascination back to the old Tie Fighter game with the tight defender uh-huh. and the gunboats, and that was just so incredible back in the day doesn't hold up so well speaking, but speaking of and just letting anyone uh who might still be interested those games are actually available and i can't believe i'm plugging this on the steam store for extremely cheap so uh, for example, package, dan, if, right? uh yes so dan if you ever did want to go back and relive the glory days they can be done for like 12 bucks yeah, it's worth it uh, but we are going to be talking about things not so uh what should we call it? Age uh, age reliance. Um, specifically, Dan, you are here to tell us about your experience painting X-Wing miniatures. Absolutely. So so do you, do you do it mostly just for yourself? Are you commission or what's what's your deal? I, I do occasionally do commission work for friends, but mm-hmm. I don't have that much time to paint and I'm not that good. So I, I'm, I've gotten pretty picky about who I will paint ships for. Um, mm-hmm. I do like to paint ships up for um, like tournament prizes and for, um, God, was it? It wasn't Campaign Against Cancer, although we donated ships there. But for the Sacramento hyperspace trial, I partnered with a couple painters and we had really cool custom painted ships for the top finisher of each faction. Um, that was really a lot of fun to give away. And I've given away some ships on uh, Gold Squadron podcasts streams as well. I almost jumped uh, Daryl McMillan in the parking lot for the B-Wing. 
I I very much wanted that ship. Well, that that ship's by uh, Nick Mianes, who goes as a Zodiac Miniature Studio, and he does do the occasional commission for folks. So. Mm hmm. File that away for uh, news. File that under news I can use. Yeah. Um. No. So, have you painted for any? Like, have, are there any other miniatures games you ever painted for? So I started attempting to paint back way way back when i was like 12 or 13 when games workshop miniatures were made out of lead and were somewhat affordable um i mean they were expensive back in the day but they're they're not stupid expensive like they are now and um you know i poorly painted um some games workshop stuff for uh, like probably 15 years or so um got out of gaming um you know it was time to be a grown-up ha 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 so i I got out of gaming got out of how'd that work out for you yeah (laughs) well it's a trap um but you know i i still had the urge to paint and i really really loved going into the game stores and looking around but nothing really nothing really appealed to me because in large part i didn't like the idea of having to spend I don't know, a thousand dollars or so to come up with an army, a games workshop army of 40 to like 120 figures. And then having to paint all of them, it was just so incredibly daunting um, and a total turnoff. But I, I saw this X-Wing game and when I saw that there was the TIE Defender available, I said, oh my God, there's, this is the game for me. And it was super cool that the paint jobs, the stock paint jobs were pretty good. And, um, you know, I was on Reddit and I was looking at really awesome paint jobs um, that people have, have contributed. And I said, you know, this is something that, that I would really like to get back into. And, you know, in large part, the idea of painting 120 night goblins that all look the same um, is overwhelming. But the idea of painting two, three, four ships and having a squadron that that stands out and um, yeah, that really appealed to me. And so I've slowly over the past year been relearning how to paint um, all these little tricks and lessons that uh, I didn't ever learn when I was 12 years old and muddling my way through. I'm actually taking some time and focusing on the basics and um, it's pretty fun how, how quickly it's come back and I feel like I'm a better painter than I ever was before. And that's, that's pretty cool. Do you try to go for any specific uh, scheme that maybe you've seen in some other form of media or do you, do you mostly make it up as you go? So, you know the ship the, the the specific ship that made me want to start painting x-wing was was kath scarlet's marauder um and it's just such a such a cool paint job and it's on the card and i said i i need to recreate this um that's the red and white checkered fire spray right yeah that's the one and um her her banana pirate crew i thought it would be pretty cool to do a swarm of Z95 supporting her, um, all painted up to match, and and that that really was where I figured, okay, this this is something I want to do. But since then, um, I I like to get weird. I like to have really bright, vibrant colors. I get bored painting the same thing over and over again. So, like, I like 
painting scum ships because they each have their individual personality and i don't feel like i have to stick with a, a single color scheme throughout the list mm-hmm. so i i like to get weird um and one of the reasons i don't do commissions um is i i don't you know when i'm trying to paint to match colors of a ship um it, it's like pulling teeth and it's just not super fun to me um i like to i like to get wild and crazy and you know generally when people are commissioning a ship they have a pretty set idea of what they want to see and Hmm. um I, i just don't paint as well when i'm not having fun with it and for me that means you know i have a bright pink fang fighter that i love lots of bright purple fire sprays and aggressors and i i just love i love getting crazy as someone who came over from 40k and who played warhammer fantasy not only did i play fantasy i played bretonia oh my so God. you can imagine the paint job that i had to deal with yeah. um for those who don't know bretonia is a faction composed essentially entirely of medieval knights and if your entire, if your whole army doesn't, every model doesn't look different, you're not playing Bretonia right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I completely understand how you feel about the madness of, of painting armies of that size. And I frankly never finished my Bretonian army. Yeah. Um, before I sold it. And I had it for forever. I just couldn't deal with the number of men at arms. Yeah. And yeah. so, it, you know, and it was never my strong suit. You know, I, I never enjoyed it. I'll put it that way. Um, I would honestly love to, you know, talk to someone about getting, uh, some ships for X-Wing commissioned and painted. I just don't know. I would want to give someone like you the ability to kind of just make it up, you know, just hand them three ships and go, all right, man, make me stand out. But, you know, within reason, (laughs) Yeah. the problem is, is you kind of, you run into the, well, what's within reason, you know? And, and that's one of the things that uh you know people people i think get a little intimidated by the whole commissioning process and how much is it going to cost how long is it going to take how do you even find a painter um and you know it's it's one of these things that um you're going to be paying you know 40 or 50 bucks a ship for a good quality paint job and it and it goes up from there um but it's it's worth it i mean for me i'm not a good tournament player my best finish ever is three and three i get so much pleasure out of seeing my ships on the table and you know talking about the painting with other people and having people come and ooh and ah over my ships i i i really dig that that to me is that that gets the dopamine pumping but i mean there are quite a few painters um, in the community and, and, you know, people like to post their stuff on Reddit. And if you see something that looks cool, um, you have the ability to reach out and talk to them. Um, I, I would say try to find somebody who specializes in X-Wing or, or really makes some good X-Wing ships. Um, painting X-Wing ship is, it, it's kind of a different skill set than painting games workshop and um some of the really common techniques that you use in in painting games workshop um just don't have a real home in these fairly clean ships um so so i'd say i want to to jump in to just say that at some point after um we've gotten uh 
gotten some answers and stuff and some opinions out of Dan. I am going to be recommending a San Francisco local um, painter that I use a lot. So um, if you're interested, definitely stick around for that. Yeah, and we can we can compare and contrast to what uh, what Dan's saying to my experience with Eric. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, but it's it's totally legit. Like it's not one of these things where. Um, you know, the price isn't listed because if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Um, you can definitely find painters who will give you sort of different levels. Um, yeah. But if you want something that's that's going to look amazing, it's going to cost a little bit of money. Um, you know, and I myself commission painted ships because I, I see it as collecting art. And, um, you know, I have fire sprays by three different painters. Um it's it's just a cool way for me to connect with other people and to support other artists and you know i i like having a good problem of which which of my six painted fire sprays am i going to fly today it's kind of cool but um you know yeah a little bit um you know it's it's totally fair to ask how long it's going to take and um some of the really popular painters have you know they're they're booking out a year ahead and some of them deep they don't even want to talk to you because it gets so overwhelming Um, also you need to allow for the fact that the the enthusiasm in my experience the enthusiasm for painting a given painter will wax and wane so yeah you don't you don't want a painter working on your models when his enthusiasm for painting your models is that it's nadir you would rather, you, honestly, you'd rather wait two weeks and let him regain some recharge, regain some enthusiasm yeah. before he goes back to your models. You're, the, it really makes a difference. So, so what I've done is, um, you know, I follow the painters on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. And um, I'll say, hey, are you accepting commissions right now? No, I'm not accepting commissions, but drop me a line in a couple months. So I, I put a little reminder in on my calendar and three months later bing you know remind x uh to see if he's accepting commissions and i've gotten pretty lucky and and been able to get some work from some really amazing painters this way and yeah i mean it's gonna take a while um some folks will turn it around immediately but i mean figure it's gonna take um at the short end a couple weeks if you're dealing with somebody locally but um you know sometimes you have to wait months to get your shifts back so I'd say don't commission one specific list that's awesome in the meta um, because when you actually get your ships back, it may be unplayable or you may have moved on to something else. I'd say get get a painted ship that you like that ship. You think it's a cool ship and you'll find a way to play it regardless of what the meta is. And I would say just adding to that, if you know that you want multiple ships painted, um, and you know, uh, go ahead and commission them all at once. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's the, your turnaround time is going to be, you know, the painting time is going to be a little bit more, but the turnaround time is not going to be that much increased. You're not going to, you're not going to wait five times as long for five ships. Yeah. Whereas if you do one ship at a time, you will be waiting five times as long. Especially if you want them to look similar. Um, it's just always easier to match colors like right. when you're working on it and not putting it down and coming back to it a month later and trying to get that same specific shade of red again. Um, yeah, so when I'm asking for a ship to be painted for me, 
Um, I like saying, hey, I don't, you have complete artistic freedom. I want to be surprised. Um, and, and just paint something that, that sings to you, get your muse cooking and come up with something that you think looks cool. And that's how I've gotten the best results. Um, I've also worked with, um, an artist, uh, out of Sweden and, um, you know, we're talking about the next ships that I'm hoping he'll, he'll paint for me. And, um, he really got off on uh, inspirations from nature. So he painted this wicked fire spray uh, for me that was inspired by a skink, which is, you know, it's a lizard we have in California. Um, it's kind of brown and tan stripes, but it's got a bright blue tail. And um, he rolled with it and and created this fantastic fire spray that was inspired by the, the skink. So I've sent him some some cool bird and butterfly species that we have here um and i've said hey what do you think about these you know anything sort of inspired by these would be awesome and i can't wait to see what shows up for me you know the downside though is that you never know what you're gonna get and um i have a commissioned ship that uh it was just a trade. I traded some really hard to find miniature um, to this guy who's who's not in the X-Wing hobby. And I said, here, um, rather than pay me for this miniature, um, you know, I'm going to send you a primed ship. Go ahead and paint it for me. And, you know, it came back and it's 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 OK. But, um, you know, if you are going to get surprised and not every surprise is a good surprise. But yep. I will say that I've had so much fun getting ships back and being surprised by, you know, my friends who, who create these amazing custom ships. So yeah, it's, it's a cool thing, but again, I play scum and my ships don't have to match up and, you know, having, having a tie swarm where every tie looks different, that would look like, butt. that would be awful. (laughs) So that is true. The tie is a, is such a simplified and clean shape that if you were to put six of them on the table that all look different, you just you're overwhelming what the person who's looking at it. They just go, "What the hell am I looking at right now?" Yeah, yeah. And- a, my my commission guy, he's done I, I don't know twenty five ish ships for me, um, and uh, he wants he really wants to break into doing doing my imperials, and I'm like thing he did my he did my decimator and it looks fine but really it's just a he picked out details and and did some shading and stuff it's it's clearly an imperial decimator right yeah not really you can't really do that so much with tie fighters so so i'm like man you gotta come up with something that is that is the personality of the empire it's got to be military it's got to be precise it's got to be regimented I, I will say that Luke Carrington created an anime decimator. So it's all like pinks and teals. And he put a little speaker inside it. And there's a little tab you can flip. And when you flip the tag, a tab, it rickrolls you. It, come, it starts blasting this anime <laughs> version of Never Gonna Give You Up. And it's just, yeah. it's so fantastically horrible and it's just the antithesis of the imperial might um it's amazing it's one of the best things i've ever seen yeah see i think i think you and i fall pretty far apart on the spectrum because i am (laughs) 
I'm definitely more in the, um, I really like to have a, I like to have a scheme. I, I like to have something unifying things. And, um, you know, if you look at the link that I put in our chat, you can see that, um, that I have, uh, I have a scheme. Like I didn't create this, the schemes. I gave him some, some general ideas and he created the schemes, but, um, I, I really like the things the the crazy uh, the ships painted like the American flag you know Toby Keith woo America um, yeah America uh, I'm looking at Luke's page right now and he does have Darth Vader painted up with the with American flag panels and it actually looks pretty sweet <laughs> yeah see that's just not my thing I get the technical skill of it I just want my X wing to be X wing. You know, the, yeah. the thing that pulled me into the game was, oh, my God, I'm looking at Star Wars fighters on the board. And Darth Vader painted up like an American flag is not a Star Wars fighter on the board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but that's yeah, just, you know. You also that, hate the best looking ship, one of the best looking ships in Star Wars. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I know you're not going to say the Naboo Royal. M1 I'm absolutely going to say the Naboo. Mm. That's a bold statement. Yeah, that's yeah. Don't don't. He's he's okay. He's just he's just uh, euphemistically what we call strong. <laughs> I I will say that my least favorite <laughs> ship in X Wing of all time, the E Wing. Uh, there is a shop. Uh, it's called Alien Luxury Miniatures, and they have some alternative three D printed E Wing models. And oh my god, they're gorgeous and they actually do justice to what the ship is supposed to look like it's so much better than the uh the factory model so yeah, Dan, I mean, out of curiosity um i did believe it or not i've painted like 10 miniatures in my time and the last miniature i painted was like 15 years ago i painted uh a regdar miniature for a DD campaign um i did uh flocking on the base I did all this stuff and right it looked pretty good, you know, but the height of my skill though was, um, was dry brushing and washing. Yep. Like I never got to the point where I was comfortable out, uh, you know, outlining, um, or highlighting. It was dry brushing and, and, and washing was the height of my skill. But that miniature, which would have taken a skilled painter, probably the level that I did it at probably would have taken a skilled painter 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. I worked on for like six hours. Oh, and yeah. that was that was it for me. I was like, no, no, I'm <laughs> never, ever doing this again. And when I got into miniatures games, every single miniatures game that I play is painted miniatures. Yeah. D&D miniatures, yeah. X-Wing, uh, Wings of Glory. All of them painted miniatures. Well, it but looks. I love I love repaints. Love yeah. them. It, at least the X Wing miniatures, for the most part, are pretty decent. There's some paint jobs that I really think FFG phoned it in, or the factory phoned it in. Um, but there's some, there's some pretty cool paint jobs out there. The, um, the ghost is crappy. I know a lot of people like it, but the ghost is a crappy paint job. Yeah, the the Lambda shuttle is just sloppy. Um, the the Kimohila, anything in those hut colors of the the dark 
red and the browns it just it's just muddy and it just blends together i i will I say agree that, with that but the the kimohila also it's like it's not just muddy and blends together but it's cartoony yeah yeah like it's not a realistic there's no there's no realistic this is a starfighter paint job there yeah yeah I, I think that when they're re-releasing a lot of these models, the paint jobs are getting better. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, the new Z95 is a heck of a lot better. Um, the Vultures in the in the CIS starter kit are amazing and um, really well executed. And I, I totally, you know, if you're not a painter, don't feel like you have to paint. These, these ships are not bad. Um, and one of the other things I wanted to mention is it, it can be intimidating. It can be daunting, um, especially when you see somebody's amazing work and you, you look at your own work. And I feel like oh, I, I paint like a drunk baboon with painting with its feet, <laughs> right? Just, you know, why the hell am I doing this to myself? But um, it's still cool. And one of the cool things about X-Wing is it's it's – it's a smaller pond than Games Workshop. You know, Games Workshop really has a very refined painting style and people are real masters at it. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't want to take my X-Wing ships um, <clears throat> or, or Games Workshop miniatures that I would paint to, to a sort of competition. But with the X-Wing ships, you can just do little things. You can just do little touch-ups that make your ships stand out. And because it's a small, friendly community, people are going to be like, hey, man, those are cool ships. And they're going to mean it, too. Um, yeah. And a and couple of the things I wanted to talk about, like, there are things you can do that give you that customization, cool feeling that, that really are pretty easy. And um, Imperial Fighters, you can add Blood Stripes to your TIE Fighters panels. Like, um, you know, my HAL runner for the longest time, I, I painted with some blood stripes. And, like, you need one color of paint, you need some masking tape, and you need a brush. And, you know, it takes 10 minutes, and you can have these ships that, that totally stand out from, from your opponents and give you that kind of thrill of customization and ownership. Um, so, Ballpark, if you were to say, if somebody wanted to create a little kit that would allow them to do these little customizations on sort of a sort of a whim like when the impulse strike struck them yeah how much would you say somebody would want to spend to have a selection a, a, a modest selection of paints maybe a couple of brushes uh, so what what would you need a magnifying glass or something like no nah, no magnifying glass what what um you know it's the cool thing about paints is that you can make them darker and you can make them lighter. So if you have a white and you have a black and you have a base color, you can create all sorts of different shades and you really don't need that many colors of paint. Um, you know, typically my ships, I have like one strong color and then using color theory, I have one good contrasting color that pops out and some whites and some blacks and a little bit of silver for the uh, for the exhaust tips or the, the little griblies on the ship. Um, I, you know, I'd say you could probably get in and out if you just wanted to learn it. Twenty bucks, get your paint paintbrush. Any of the Citadel paintbrushes are fine, uh, and, and get yourself a couple little tubs of paint and basically play with it. And the cool thing about X-Wing ships specifically is you don't have to prime them. Um, you don't have to 
I mean, you, I do prime my ships, but you don't have to strip the paint off the ship. Um, you can get your factory paint job back um, if you're careful about, you know, just kind of brushing the paint off. Um, the paint itself is pretty soft. And, you know, what's really cool is if you screw up, you can just brush the ship off with some alcohol. Paint will come right off and you can start over again. Um, mm. and, and you don't have to get the super expensive stuff. Um, I, I would say get an actual model paint um not don't go to michael's and get the cheapest acrylics you can find um which was a mistake i did because i thought oh my god citadel overprices everything so i'm just going to go to michael's and i'm going to get a big old kit of all these acrylic paints for 30 bucks um it turns out there you do need paints of a certain quality um the pigments have to be ground finely enough that um, essentially they show in, in, in small detailed parts of the ship. Um, but you don't need the stupid games workshop contrast paints, which are what, seven bucks, a, a pot of paint, eight bucks, a pot of paint. Um, Vallejo makes a really awesome line of paints that are, uh, God, what are it? Three bucks each, maybe four bucks each like that. And they even have a fantasy starfighter kit, um that they that they offer that essentially has sort of all the custom or all the classic x-wing paint colors um and it's just a kit you buy and it's probably 20 or 25 bucks get a brush get some water you're good to go but if y'all don't want to paint you can do other things too um i've seen some really awesome work where people get paint pens and they get a chrome paint pen that's a couple bucks and they go through and they highlight i've seen this with first order ships specifically and so this is a shout out to michael in the in the sacramento um capital corsairs he has all these first order ships that are just kind of highlighted and touched up with this chrome paint and it looks fantastic and yeah, you got to have a steady hand, but you don't you don't need to be a, a quote unquote real painter to do it. And you're not in for a whole bunch of money. Um, and and other things to do also, I mean, like just I love customizing the ships. I, you know, I, I have the different colored bases and pegs that, that match my paint jobs. Um, but, you know, little things that just make the game better. Um, I went to Home Depot and I bought a couple bags of five eighths inch nickel washers and they were like you know 250 for 20 of them i glue those into the bottom of my bases which gives them a lot of weight they're a lot harder to knock around um i went on ebay and i got little 3m rubber bumpies that mm -hmm. stick onto the bottom and with those two things combined it just the play experience is much better and yeah. y'all remember katie who we we talked with a couple weeks ago um when it's hard to get her to move her ships precisely and she inadvertently knocks them and lord knows i inadvertently knock ships all over the table myself much to the chagrin of my opponents but it's much less of a problem with a weighted yeah. base and the little rubber bumpies and you know i i think you, you get that sense of ownership and customization um so it, it's not this unapproachable too complicated to even think about hobby it really is something that hey you can take baby steps you can just increase your playing experience by doing these little customizations to the base you want to take it up to level get one of those chrome pens and, and touch up some of the highlights on your ship um take it up a level paint blood stripes on your tie wings that's all super easy to do and then 
you know, if, if you decide it's for you, then yeah, there's all sorts of resources um, online, in Reddit, in Facebook, um, even on the FFT official forums where people share some of the lessons about how to paint ships and you can go way too deep into it. And there's some real masters who, who create these absolutely amazing paint jobs, but you don't have to do that to, to have a custom experience and to stand out uh, in the tournaments, in the playing field. So it's, it's a lot of fun. So when I, when I first started buying repaints for X-Wing, um, the first place I looked was this Polish outfit. I don't, I don't even know if they're still in business, but they're called Den of Imagination. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, basically, what they did was they were like, "Okay, how many ships do you want? What are the ships? What are the size of them?" And I sent them a list, and they gave me a quote. So I, I sent them like eight ships, and including shipping there and back, I believe these eight ships set me back like two hundred twenty, two hundred forty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is cheap, yeah, Vince. It's, it's cheap. cheap. Now, I, this was you guys. Uh, real, real quick. I, I, I understand that in the X in the realm of X wing, that might be cheap. Dan, you got to remember where we came from. Two hundred dollars in forty k will get you. We'll get you thirty to fifty. You know, line guys yeah. who are unpainted. Who look like ass on the on the table? No, 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 no. I mean, you there. There are guys who will do you know thirty to forty just grunts at a tabletop quality for for two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. If like so, that's why I reacted like that. I just I played guard. So when when you tell me I'm paying two hundred dollars for eight models, I'm like, am I sending you Forge World? Like, am I sending you? Like, <laughs> well, I mean. Keep in mind that we are talking about like um, I got uh, fire spray done I, by them. I got a um, YT twenty four hundred done by them. Um, so they weren't all small models. Um, no, I, it's it, so. yeah. I'm just being. No, no. I. I, I, so, I this is one um, of the downsides is, of being in that smaller pool, right? You don't have people racing to the bottom to, to just kind of be commodity painters in X-Wing. Right. Um, you, you have people who are artists who paint. Yeah. And Well, I'd, I'd like to introduce you to my friend Israel Bohelil Sanchez, uh, who, will, who will show you exactly what you can do as a full-time commission <laughs> painter in, the, in 40K. Yeah. Uh, I, you, you would retract that statement very quickly. I, well, I mean, I don't think he was talking about anybody. I'm history. not. I'm not talking about the high end. I'm talking about the low end. There's not yeah, that low end in between, There's a difference between assembly line painting and individual painting, right? Like, um, I, I think assembly line painting, just by the very nature of it, you're going to pay less, right? Yep. Well, I mean, uh, there's also a lot of 40k armies where assembly line painting is the way you get. You know, sixty for sixty to seventy percent of your army on the board. Yeah, you just, absolutely. Just, sure. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So that's all I was saying. I I didn't mean to start a fight. No. no well, no. and you don't you don't need to do that in X Wing because the the stock models are not half bad, right? right. And that was Some one of, of right. a couple of them are pretty bad, but. I mean, oh, that was one of the, the reasons I was able to get back into this game was there was no pressure to paint. It was hey, but, cool. Mm-hmm. regardless though you are right that is not uh that isn't a price tag that is that makes commission getting commissioned paint jobs something that's available to i to everybody i have 
I'm single. Um, I, I'm a professional. I I have way too much disposable income. So for me, it's like you know, I don't I don't want to spend four hundred dollars on repainted miniatures, but I can, and I enjoy repainted miniatures, so I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. My great guild in X Wing is alt arts. I spend entirely too yeah, much money. There on you go. See, yeah. I have no I have no interest in alt arts at all. And most of the X-Wing swag, I have no interest at all. But I, I would love, I would, I stick around when they're when they're raffling off repaints in, in events, even when I would rather leave, because that's the swag I'm interested in. I've gotten to the point now where I can't fly stock ships, and I really wish I could because it would like really free up my list building. Um, I just. <laughs> I really love the look of custom painted ships and I, I love having my ships be special. And um, Lord knows I'm not winning a lot of alt arts from, from tournaments, but man, my ships look good on the, on the playing field. So, so hey, I want know, to, uh, that's the second, that's your second best option is if you can't win, at least look good losing. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's the first best option. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just want to, at this point, just uh, so the the guy that I use in San Francisco, uh, and Dan, by the way, is in Sacramento, so I'm not um, I'm not undercutting Dan here. Uh, <laughs> but the guy that I that I got to um, that does my repaints in San Francisco is a guy named Eric Levy, and if you're listening, you can find him on Instagram. It's E R I C L E I V E. Um, and, um, he's got a lot of my ships. He's not, uh, an X-Wing specialist, but he did play X-Wing for quite a while. So he knows the aesthetic. Um, he's got a lot of my ships up there and, um, then I'd be interested in knowing what you think about some of these ships. If you're able to get to that link. Yeah, I'm, I'm on it right here. So his first first picture on his instagram is this really awesome fire spray it's yeah. almost like a cast scarlet black and white with this gloriously ominous red canopy and there's a quad jumper that matches and it, and it looks amazing um and and that e-wing's pretty damn cool too um i still e -wing, right? yeah um and, and you know i go to his next one and he's got this really beautiful crimson and white resistance this is my uh, favorite wing. of my most recent commissions the ones that he most recently returned to me this this resistance group is my favorite they in person that's the best there. looking resistance bomber i've ever seen right <laughs> that's the best looking resist that's the first time i've ever seen a resistance bomber and gone wow it's not exactly i agree completely I have to show you my resistance bomber that I, uh, I have a couple. I painted a bright pink one. Yeah. Um, well, you're going to like the, the next picture, which is these republics. So this is one where, so the, the scum and the rebels. So my scum scheme is basically a sort of Cylon gray kind of scheme. Right. And he's stuck with mm -hmm. that with the, with the fire spray and with the, with the tug. Um, my rebels is beat up, used up, orange and and tan basically. With resistance, yeah. I picked blood crimson, and he did a fantastic job with it. With um, with republic, I told him, well, I want purple, 
but that's really all I know. And he, mm-hmm. he went with what you see up on the page there. And I, I just think he just, that is, that is amazing to me. Art 170, I think is probably the standout. So my, my resistance bomber, uh, I painted it in pink and white because I had a whole rainbow resistance theme going. Um, I, I am a proud liberal and I wanted a, an inclusive force on, on the board. Yeah. So I painted a, a, a rainbow pride squadron nice. and, uh, for the bomber, I painted this this hideous pink and white bomber, and um, has a has a logo of a flying pig on the side. I did it, uh, and um, in Orabesh it says "Eat me," and um, I, I was pretty happy with how do that you, one turned. Do you out. have a link to a picture? Did you put it up there? I am finding it right now. And uh, but but I do want to give a couple shout outs to. Um, it's just some of my favorite painters out there. So we've already mentioned Nick Mianes, Zodiac Miniature Studio. Um, he's, I don't know if he's actively accepting commissions right now. Um, I think mostly he's hes doing it for friends because I, I think, I suspect he was getting a little burned out, um, kind of painting things for other people. And, um, you know, you might be able to talk him into it, um, but he's fast. His work is incredibly clean, super nice guy, an amazing painter. Um, my second shout out is to Kenneth from Sweden. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, but he has a web page on there. Um, it's called the Alternative War Gamer, and he he has. Pardon I said me. Bork, bork, bork. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> and, and but but. He is like the cleanest painter I, I have ever seen. And um, he did an Inferno Squadron for me that I love. And he did a Fire Spray for me that I love. Uh, my all-time favorite painter is Eddie Cockrell, who goes by uh, Lightcraft Miniatures. Um, Eddie's taking a hiatus right now. But Eddie is Eddie has done the... Um, crap what is it it's nova he's done the big raffle fleets the big fundraiser raffle fleets so this year eddie did this um admiral thrawn imperial fleet where they're these ships that are just this deep gray um but they have the blue hydra imagery all over them and each each one is different and they're stunning um my personal favorite was his work last year. He did an entire Sabine Wren themed scum fleet. So again, each ship is completely unique and yet thematically solid where they all just work together uh, as a group and, and they're just amazing. And um, I am dying for Eddie to, to be feeling good again and, and able to paint again because uh, he's the man. I own a resistance bomber from Eddie that he put on eBay and I spent way too much money on it, but I love it. It's that's what he pays for. It, it's what he pays for. It's orange and blue and has a big, a chubby Twi'lek pinup model on it. And it's just gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. So, before we jump into the second part, uh, cause we are starting to run up this clock. I might be the only one watching it. Um, I want to give a shout out to that company that you mentioned earlier, Alien Luxury Miniatures. Holy shit, those E-wings look so much better than the ones FFG. I told you, and those are That's not even funny. Those were all painted by by Eddie Lightcraft Miniatures also. So, 
Oh, I'm looking them up now. They are. If 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 I would pay half again if FFG said we're going to swap over to these, but you have to buy new ones. While I'm, I would fly them. (laughs) While I'm looking this up, I do want to mention as far as Eric goes, um, the guy, the commission guy, I do. Um, I don't want to lock him into prices because I get a lot from him and um, it could be that he he cuts me a deal because of the volume. But um, I pay 25 per um, per small or medium ship and 50 per large ship. So um, those are good. Yeah. Rates. Uh, uh, compared to what you said at the beginning, I felt like, yeah, that's pretty good now. Eric is not a. Uh, I, I don't think he he would call himself a uh, a showcase competition level painter, but man, the the stuff looks really great on the table. So if you're ever interested in uh, in getting some commissioned uh, paint work, uh, go to Eric. Um, if he's he doesn't specialize in X wing, but if he's in the mood to paint X-Wing, the turnaround's really good. If he's not in the mood, you might be waiting an extra couple of weeks. So, Yep, yep. And that, Jeff, for uh, for everyone listening, that is at E-L-E-I-V-E uh, on Instagram. E-I-V-E-1 Eric, Eric um, on Instagram, I think. Yeah. I'm, okay. But all right. Um, we unfortunately are not able to cover PAC's uh, which occurred this previous weekend as much as we would like to. They apparently have not uh, had a chance to put those results up officially. We can say that the final table was one motherfucker of a game between two legends of the community, Duncan Howard versus Paul Heaver. If you've got a better Clash of the Titans, you're probably <laughs> wrong. Um, so just real quick, congratulations to Paul Heaver for winning that event. Uh, but we wanted to look at the next best thing, which is the Singapore uh, X-Wing Grand Championships, won by a gentleman running a uh, Arena Ace, SureTech, Grievous, and then everyone's favorite named droid, the one that blows itself up. So that's up, XY, DBS right? Didn't he place – he placed second in what was it? Something huge. Was it Gen Con? I – don't remember, but I I don't remember exactly where, but I do remember it, him being at yeah, least top. Yeah, I think he placed second in a, in a really big one, not too not too long ago, maybe three months. Ago. Yeah, not uh, too long ago. But uh, yeah, apparently you know apparently he took down the tournament and uh, he took this down with kind of an alt. I mean, would you call this? I mean, separatist jank. Is that where that fits in? Nobody above a four and nobody below a three. I guess. It's just four really, really good ships. Um, So, yeah, I suppose so. Um, It's just I see Nantex and my brain immediately just sort of withdraws into its shell. Um, So it's an Arena Ace with Crackshot and Ensnare. SureTech with Crackshot and Ensnare. Grievous with Crackshot, Impervium, Plating, and Soulless One. Uh, you can guess which three of those are probably going to go up in the next points update. And then GBS 404 with advanced proton torpedoes, afterburners, and landing struts. I really love this list. Uh, Dan, is that you? We got, some, we got some brushing against the mic or something. Uh, that, yeah, that was my wife brushing up. Sorry about that, guys. 
Okay. Uh, second place going to Mr. Octor Khan with uh, TA-175 Seer Swarm. So nothing new there. I think this is the first tournament I've ever seen where the top eight all went through and then there were no upsets in the cut. Yeah. Um, like it is it is exactly yeah, one through correct, eight and did one through eight in the cut. Um, got a two-ship Boba Fen Rao. That's interesting. Uh, scum is the scum is the faction of the two ship list at this point. There's, yeah, you can make the argument that maybe uh, rack and pick your favorite imperial can do it, but I'm I'm gonna take Boba, you know, Boba Guri or Fen Guri, or in this case, you know, Fet Fen over those two I, every single time. I love that list so much. I love that list. Um, it's it's got everything. Um, it's just freaking scary to have two yeah. ships, uh, and and especially Fenrau pops so quickly if you're not careful with them. And then Boba Fett, man, my personal bane is plasma torpedoes. There's something about the plasma torpedoes. Well, they just strip the shields right off of fire sprays. Um, luckily, that that's exactly what they're for as a as a proud and loud proponent of wedge with uh, yeah. plasma torpedoes. I can assure you, Boba Fett is why I take yeah, plasma yeah. torpedoes. So you have to be so squirrely when you're playing a two-ship list. And it's tricky because Boba really wants to be at range one. But if Boba's at range one, Boba's taking a whole yeah, bunch of and shots. And he's turning and, off Fen uh, Rao's lone wolf because Fen Rao also wants to be at range one. That, I'd be interested yeah, to see how, so, he, how he flew that, if he flew them in sort of staggered, staggered attacks. Um, I actually have been spending a lot of time with Eamon as a mean, and I'm convinced that Eamon is not just the best bomber in the game, but the best fire spray. Um, really, you can do some amazing things with Eamon. And what's really cool is you can keep Eamon the right. heck out of right. the dogfights because uh, he's fast enough. Um, if... Eamon with a with a cloaking device and extended um, is is pretty cool. Add lone wolf on there and some bombs and and you're good to go. And you've got enough point space left over to have a nice fat Gurry or have Fenrau and maybe Captain Seaver. You can yeah. do some cool stuff. I've I've always enjoyed the um, the bomber specialty ships especially the ones that have kind of the ability to drop angled yeah. bombs because i think the 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 unpredictability of what you can do with them and your ability to control more of the board uh is being underrated right now because of the number of double reposition ships um it should not be as easy as it is to dodge a proton bomb or a prox mine so uh, hopefully that gets adjusted soon uh but when it does or if it does I would fully expect to see a lot of people migrating back to uh, Fet Iman because that list was dirty even when bombs weren't the best yeah. thing in the game. Yeah, well, that's that's the list I had the most success with, um, three and three at Santa Clara Hyperspace. Yay! Um, but it just Iman, he's cheap enough. You're not you're not paying the premium for Boba Fett, um, and. and Again, with the bombs, you can reload, you can keep people at a distance and um, actually be able to be 
pretty durable uh, on the board. You know, Boba's Boba's great, but God, he pops really quickly. I do really like Maul on Boba. I've come around. I was I was an anti Maul proponent for a while, uh, but I've come around. And even though Boba with Slave One doesn't get blocked as often, um, you still are losing actions if you have right. to reinforce or whatever and and maul forces overpowered um and and yeah you're you're paying 12 points for a force token but boy is it worth it but it's not one force token um you do have the ability to stack on the mods if you need them to yes which is kind of you know yes you are giving up actions later but the fire sprays dial is so fantastic and it is a medium meaning basically what you're paying 12 points for is a uh, it's a calculate token every every round um and that's a good deal (laughs) um i mean but it's it's not only one i mean you could really argue that it's that it's two with a fire sprays dial because you take that hit you stress yourself to remod all of it you know, to, to re- recharge your mod, and all of a sudden, that could yeah. be the difference between you yeah. making it out yep. of the turn or not. Yep. And then you clear it on the you clear it on your next yep. maneuver because fuck you, I'm, I'm a fire <laughs> yep. spray. Now, Vin, you know, we're, and we're rolling you're, on. You're right? making it so Katie can't I, listen I, to her dad on yes, on yeah. our show. <laughs> She'll live. <laughs> I if she hangs out with X-wing nerds, I doubt I'm the first time. We we have a very respectful group up in uh, up in Sacramento. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, okay, then that's probably a good thing. I don't go up there very um, often then. Because I want to point out the roughly. the one that Vince um, pointed out pre-show that I agree with him that is just a fascinating, fascinating list. This is the ugliest. Imperial so this is a, this is someone named Lee Ken, Lee Ken <laughs> Wen, and uh, he finished six overall. Um, as Vince pointed out, he's he finished in the eighth cut somewhere, eighth place cut somewhere. Uh, but he his list is two academy pilots, Howl Runner with Swarm Tactics, Iden, and two new squadron pilots, gun gunboats with XG One assault configuration and tractor beam. Now that is a really interesting take on the tie swarm, um, and I, I'm yeah. not sure, I'm not sure exactly how he flies it. Does he keep the new squadrons with his ties? Does he break them off and take take advantage of the slam to flank and and set up those those tractor beams so that the ties can can feast or what? But that's a really interesting list to finish as well as it did. So this is a player count for yeah, the tournament, think, by the way. Just to put that out there. It's so sweet. So he's got the force multiplier with Hal Runner. Plus, I, I think you have to flank with these guys and, and send them in so that you're hitting one target with the tractor beam. Um, and just, you know, four fully modded ties with Howl Runner, it, that's a lot of really good consistent damage that gets pumped through. And then add a tractor beam on it. Oh, well, the, the so thing wicked. about it is that he may keep one of them with Howl Runner to, to swarm it up because the tractor beam going after yeah. 
everybody is not is not useful, right? No, no. Unless you're using exactly. your maneuver de- exactly. maneuver denial so in the he, next turn. But those those things are thirty four so points wouldn't. for that star wing and the tractor beam. The gunboat is an extremely cheap yeah. seven hull. When I say yeah. extremely cheap, and it's I an mean extremely what? cheap seven hull that can move seven, including including a one hundred and eighty degree turn. Yeah. in one turn, up uh, and still shoot. Yep. Um. Yep. Just another reason the X Wing's overcosted. <clears throat> Sorry, that just. <laughs> I do want to point out, by the way, that the former world champion Justin Foyle won with uh, five Thai um, SFs, or didn't win. Sorry, came in third. Yeah, we came in third with uh, five Omega experts, four Omega experts with crack shot optics, and then yep. backdraft with crack shot and uh, optics. You know, I've been saying for a while that. Probably the uh, the tie SF is overall the pure best deal in the game. Point for point, yeah. whole you know, pure efficiency. Um, I've seen very little to change my mind on that. I don't think it fits very well, unfortunately, with the rest of the first order. I, I think they have a real problem in filling between their aces and their their efficiency spam. Um, plus, they don't have a support for something like this. You really are just counting on being able to yeah. die your way out of everything. But this is just, you know, you're you're throwing a lot of arcs out in front of you. You're hoping you're getting a crack shot every turn, and you're hoping that you roll a hit in a blank, you know? Well, Patrick Hansen with this exact list, Patrick Hansen just spanked me in Sacramento. Yeah. My my uh, Jedi list just spanked me. I mean, I, I overcommitted with Anakin and he just, he just ripped me to pieces. His first order, the real winner in terms of no name efficiency pilots. Is, is that their theme? Cause this is no. pretty damn good. Uh, I mean, you can make a good argument for the Republic arc. I, I, um, I would, I would go Republic arc number one. Um, by far. I think that ship is four to five points yeah. undercosted. But first order, first order does have both the SF and the FO, which hasn't quite caught on yet. But the FO is a really good ship, um, and both of those as generics are good, and the generic tie silencer is good. So, yeah, broadly speaking, FO might be best. But I agree with Vince that the the generic arc is yeah. tough to beat. Also, the rank one trade federation droid. You, you know, you can't get away from the fact that that ship, if get if it gets variants on its side, you can't kill that list in time. There's yeah, you know. It, I mean, although that that's a function of network calculation, so it is a critical mass sort of thing. Um, you know, the arc and the TSF and so forth are good just ships one drone one trade federation drone is not a good ship you need five of them well i i think you could say the same about and i don't want to turn this into a he shit you know but i mean one omega expert isn't going to hold up against just about anything in the game just because you know it's it suffers from 
being a two defense, uh, a two agility and a two, a two, uh, two attack die ship. It's no, no, agreed. But its value isn't based. No, its value um, is in its whole. in a large part on on building a mass of them. No, the network calculation is really good, and its its value goes up as you have more ships. Yeah, no, the uh, the tie SF's uh, strength comes in the fact that it throws ten arcs every turn. Because there's no reason yeah. for your arc to ever be pointed forward, ever. No, there is not. Uh, anybody else jump out about this? I do like that all the aces are piled around the nine and ten spot. It's <laughs> you've got Rick Obi Plo at seven, Vader Whisperfell at eight, Vader Sutir Duchess uh, at nine. Another kind of weird Imperial from Alex, a gentleman named Alex the Great, with Fell Tomax with Diamond Boron. Scourge, Hal Runner, and Gideon. Um, you know, the yeah. weird. Uh, Why did he take Tomax? Like, is it? I guess it's just that it's a cheap I five. I guess so because he's he doesn't have a he, he's not using Tomax. Yeah, as it's ability, just a cheap right? I five. Huh? It's also there's also a small possibility that the list just isn't complete. I don't know. There ain't. I'm. I'm looking at this. There ain't a lot of points left. Well, crack shot's not a lot of points. That's fair. That is in fact fair. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't take crack um, shot. It's just. No, what I'm saying is the list may not be yeah. entered complete. So it there's a small chance that crack shot is actually on Tomax brand, and it's just not in the list I that wanna, we have. I just wanted to say one more thing about this before we head out for the night. If you look down at number sixteen. I find this fascinating, and maybe it's just a difference in player caliber, but look at that list where you've got seven seven Federation drones with struts, max precise hunters, Seer T-175 and the Soulless one, and then you go up to the guy who came in second where he traded essentially three precise hunters, downgraded them, and turned them into Discord missiles. Yep. Is the precise hunter just the wrong initiative? It's the wrong. It's just you're paying too much for that for the damn predator. You're paying too much for it. Aren't you paying um, exactly this? Aren't you paying exactly the price? Isn't it twenty one twenty three? Because it's uh, the remember the I don't remember if the the rank three. Uh, separatist drone yeah. is more expensive. Well, okay, so I don't actually know if it's if it's two points you're paying for precise hunter, but you wouldn't put predator on a drone in that situation no. because it's not worth two points. It actually is on exactly, a drone. It is exactly in that situation. It is exactly the price of predator. Yeah, but you're paying too much because the situation of the the upgrade is not worth the two points. So in that respect, the initiative certainly has something to do with it. I mean, we keep saying that that mid initiative space is, is underused. Maybe, maybe this is why, I mean, it's just not that, not that good an upgrade. I'd, I'd rather have the discord missiles here. Well, you, you, yeah, I agree. My, I, we talked about this exhaustively. I think probably a couple months ago. The problem with the three and four initiatives is that the points they pay for the difference doesn't do anything unless you're fighting another 
all like unless you're fighting a swarm. Yes. And the uh, the other problem is that if you're fighting a swarm, you get blocked off the board. If you run into aces, you never get to yeah. shoot. So yep. you so there's no the, benefit it, to it, being it, I three or I four. Yeah. Absolutely, and though it's a tough design uh, thing um, because what you need to do to make those three or fours be worth playing is you need to have a ship ability or a pilot ability that's really strong, but that can't be leveraged in, uh, can't be leveraged to, to warp the game for things that are already warped. It can't be leveraged to make uh, low in it things better. And it can't be leveraged to make high in it things better. And it's tough to balance. It's tough to make ship and pilot abilities. It's doable, but it's tough to make ship and pilot abilities that are good, really good for mid initiative ships, but not good for not as good for the lower and higher initiative ships. Pilot abilities, obviously, that's simpler because they're specific. If he's an I three pilot, he's an I three pilot. Ship abilities, though, which is a great design space, if you give a great ship ability to an i3 to a to a chassis well the i6 has it yep. and the i3 has it it better not be better on the i6 than it is on the i3 and they are almost always better on the i6 than on the i3 yeah like a good example of where they what they i believe did a good job of balancing pilot skills versus chassis ability is on both types of a-way um there is not. I think we can all agree there isn't really a bad resistance A wing. Yeah, Lulo. Right. You could argue except, Lulo is a little. Except Greer. It, shut <laughs> up. I mean, um, Greer. That's deleted, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> you threw me off, man. God damn it! And then if you, you're right though. The A wings, both A wings. You were saying. And then if you go down to you know the Rebel A wing, which I think we all agree kind of is the inferior one. Just because, dear God, wouldn't we all love to have blue three banks and rebels yeah. uh, ever? Um, but I mean, you know, Jake is perfectly built for his ability and for his for the chassis ability, and so is Arvil. Yep. Yep. And you could you could make the argument that Arvil is the best I three in rebels. Like, very, it, it would be very difficult to. You're also kind of like you're like Biggs and Cassian after that, you know. And Jake yeah. probably, you know, apart from the uh, the Braylon Strom circle jerk, <laughs> I would say Jake is the best I four in Rebels or generally. Probably in Rebels, no. yeah, no, in Rebels. In Rebels, that's probably true. Just because he can use his own ability both as a support and as his own personal offense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget Jack Porkins with elusive and chopper. But yeah. other than that. Yeah, you know, it, it would be something if you could get like five three die attacks in rebels on the board. Um, but of course, yeah. only one faction's allowed to do that. It's not rebels. That's too powerful. That's too powerful. That's too powerful. Um, scum players, I don't want to hear you complain anymore. <laughs> uh, but you know, other than that, like, it's just the the problem with the i threes and the i fours is that. Five is so the the difference between four and five is so powerful. Yeah, it's and it should it shouldn't be, but it is unfortunately. Yep. Um, I mean, 
all I can say about it is it it's still a problem. It's not as bad as it was in first edition. They are slowly learning. Um, are they? You know, Jedi say hi. And, <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I think Jedi are going to get corrected. But I, one of the things that really gives me hope is that the things that I've been saying, Vince, that you and I met arguing about high initiative on Facebook. Yeah, that's the reason you're on this show. <laughs> that's the reason I'm on the show. The thing that the thing that gives me hope is that the elite players are now willing to concede. Yes, being able to look at the board with perfect information and double reposition is not the height of skill in X-wing. And that, because just the players being able to concede that really gives me a lot of hope for the game. I just need to see, you know, I just need to see it reflected in the, in the next update that FFG will, you know, take a sledgehammer to that which needs to be hammered and uh, a scalpel to that which needs to be surgically altered. Yeah. Um, yep. Please, for the love of God, bring down the Naboo Handmaiden so that Republic has an a low initiative ship that isn't the fucking torrent with a cool mechanic that that i would love to see on the board i you just need to be you need to be careful with it because it's it is a cool mechanic but it it could also be just an ungodly frustrating mechanic you know i I, I, let's dedicate like two minutes to this and then because we wanted to be off a little while ago but we never do um I am not sure that that ability is as powerful as everybody is expecting it to be. And I only say that for two reasons. Number one, yes, on Rick, it's going to be crazy. On Rick Ollier, it's going to be nuts. Because he's going to be sitting on three die, evade, free evade, die, free evade result with a decoy. But he's also still only a two die ship. Yeah. Right. And if you're sticking it on Anakin, again, it's the same thing. He's on evade force, free evade result. True. But you don't, you know, it's not as bad as we're expecting on Jedi. And for every, you know, Naboo you bring, you are eliminating a Jedi from your list. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's the way Republic works. You're either going three aces or you're leaning more towards like a five ship list. And, you know, it sucks that we don't see any Bravo flights. We don't see Danae. We don't see Padme. We don't see, you know, the, the Handmaidens. Like, yes, FFG has done a good job of being prohibitive with some of the stuff that they're scared of. But also, you can't game design scared. Mm. Like, they, there's a lot of shit. Or at least you need, to be, you need to be willing to uh, adjust a little more quickly. Yeah, yes. If they were on a four month, I, I bet you if they were on a four month rotation instead of a six, they would be a little more. Yeah, they would have been a lot less aggressive with the pricing on some of these things that came out in the last two waves. Could have been a heck of a lot more incremental. And I, yeah, and I hope they are willing to errata cards. They they did it for I hyperspace I tracking data. I I think they need to do it for Nantex's abilities, but that's just me. Yeah. No, it's, not just it's, you. it's very much not just you. I think that's almost a general it, consensus. Yeah. Um, 
Well, Paul Paul Heaver on one of the threads in the FFG forums has just said chart tech needs to oh, come yeah. up in price. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, he also um, what is it? Somebody also said Sear. I think it was Travis Johnson. Um, is like Sear needs to come up in price. Um, I, I, I just I, I just really I like that the 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 elite players are now. Uh, they're willing to say, you know, it, it's, um, it, it isn't the things that have been borderline broken, broken's a bad word, but the things that have been so much more efficient and better than other things um, need to be changed. They need to be repriced. They need to be, if need be, eroded. Um, that w- that just wasn't the case. And the reason you guys, I'm not sure how long you've been just about a year. and I don't remember, but you just don't remember how bad, how hard it was arguing against the elite players back in the day, when the, the being able to double reposition Suntier out of arc with a shot was just considered the the primo masterpiece move in X Wing, and it was difficult arguing with them, and that's changing, and and I'm just hopeful it continues that way. One last thing. Uh, can anyone explain to me my prime thrusters is initiative based, but afterburners isn't? Mm, no. Nope. No, sir. And on that Cannot. bombshell, folks, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Dan, thank you very much for coming back. We hope we uh, honored our promise to allow you to go on as long as you want to <laughs> paint. Uh, thank you for the information and for kind of explaining the value of swagging it up on the tables, even if you don't Heck always yeah. wear uh, and tell Katie we said hi. <laughs> All right, we will be. Uh, what was I going to say? Well, we'll be talking about packs unplugged hopefully next week, as well as starting our run up to the early January points reshuffle, as we did have that confirmed for us, as well as probably reviewing which of us, if any, are going to LVO and what we will be taking. Uh, thank you all. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should do a lot of discussion about what we're taking to LVO <laughs> on the show. Well, did really you do. see taking to LVO or taking at LVO? Because that's another big. That's another big question. Because um, God knows I am not going to be on my best behavior at that tournament. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me. The adult film thing is going on at the oh, same man. time, you know, and that's not a coincidence. Um, <laughs> Jeff and Dan, go ahead and sign off. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, shout out to all the Sacramento Capital Corsairs again. Y'all have a good week. Thank you all very much for listening. We all hope you're having a fantastic holidays. And we will talk to you again next week. Winning is not a sometime thing. It's an all-the-time thing. You don't win once in a while. And you don't do things right once in a while. You do them right all the time. Winning is a habit.